four, three. Hi, and welcome to the RPG Show. My name is Brent. I'm your host, and this is the show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs. And today, I have with me the man who's normally late, but is actually here ahead of schedule. We have Nick. What's happening, brother? Well, I did got my shower out of the way at like 11 o'clock this morning. So. There you go. Balling. Do, living living the, the efficient life. How's that treating you? It was the living the, my girlfriend's dragging me out to fucking work thing life. A work hence the, thing, hence the shirt. Kind of work thing, like a like a luncheon. A cookout. Oh no. Yeah, that was it. Was exciting. That sounds like the most boring thing ever. It was. There's a couple of dentists, a couple of hygienists, and a couple of dental assistants, and their various family members or whatever. And uh, I sat outside on my phone most of the time. It was pretty nice. That's um. I'm glad you had a good time, Nick. I did not. It fucking sucked. I wish I was here the entire uh, time. You're a masochist, so you liked it on some level. You were into no. it. No. <laughs> oh man, it's be low, like one of the lowest energy shows ever. I'm afraid because, oh man, I got up with Carter at like four o'clock this morning, and it has been. She didn't take a nap today, which means that I didn't get to take a nap today. And Brittany's that she worked this morning, and then I told her she'd go to this concert thing this afternoon. So, like, on of all the days to have to be solo parent, today was not not key for that. And it it's what happened. And uh, living living the parent life, I guess I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, I would I would love me some sleep times right now. That's where it needs to be. So, if it's short, fellas, you'll get over it. Uh, 100%. Get over it. Yeah, deal with it, bitches. So, um, I think we're both done with Kingdom Hearts. I'm just, we're just waiting to see if, because Marcus wants to be in on that review. He's starting to act a little flaky on me, so we'll see. Um, but I think we're both done with Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm not sure he'll be finishing it in two weeks' time. I know he's, he's like a few worlds in. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can give him an answer me, um, this week. Uh, he works full time. He goes to school. So I don't, I don't blame him if he, if he does. So, um, I blame him. I was pulling episodes out every uh, month when I went to school and worked full time. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's a little bitch. So I hope he hears this. I'm gonna tell him to listen so he understands. That he's being a little bitch about it. 
but uh, that could have been today. And uh, in other news, it would have I, actually been our fastest like episode uh, review to view re- review to review show we've ever done. Oh yeah, no, because uh, yeah, I've I've been done at a reviewable state for probably probably since the Fire Emblem review. Damn. To be honest. So I've just been just been doing the grinding stuff until recently um, when I picked up, uh, I popped in Octopath because that's been sitting around here because C-Tan sent it and I felt bad because I didn't play it yet. And now I've been investing way too many hours in that, mostly because I can play that on the clock at work on the Switch. You're so. a bitch. Well, I mean, so... You and C-Tan are fucking <laughs> assholes. That's getting ready to change, though, because it just the past two weeks there hasn't, like, we're out of fall reset territory so there's not a lot of like oh we gotta go do you know the all these resets for chain stores and nobody's been on vacation uh, after we got through the the hurt if, like if we hadn't had the whole hurricane thing come through that would have been a slow week and i'm not covering routes so there's been a few days where they're like uh what do you want to do tomorrow and i'm like i don't know so they just they just tell me to go find stuff to do and stay busy so i'll go around and I'll do uh, what they call like mock audits where I basically go into an account and I rotate everything I see if things were in rotation when I came if there's you know current point of sale up if there's uh, you know any out of dates any out of dates past 30 days out of dates wherever so uh, if one of the supervisors goes, goes and does these it always takes them like an hour and a half right it takes 30 minutes like it's really like if you just set into it like you're going to do some work and move around like you know what you're what you're about like you can get done in 30 minutes so i went around a couple days and i might have done like four or five of them like just bam 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 and then just spaced out submitting the uh the audits into the system and then just sat in my truck you know and bullshitted for the rest of the day on the clock that was basically most of my week this week because they didn't have anything for me to do. Like, so it was uh, whatever. And then I got like a whole, it's like, a, so everybody had to put in the rest of their PTO because the calendar is getting shorter and we can't have two people off at the same time. And I was like, I don't go do anything because I'm a, just a boring human, right? So I'll just take whatever's left. So everybody comes in, they puts in the, they put in the rest of their PTO and I'm looking at it. <laughs> And the only days that are left for me to take are like October 11th through like the 20 something. And so I, I got, I have 11 days off in a row because that's the rest of my PTO. And normally they don't want you to take like back to back weeks, but that's all that was left open. And I'm not really essential personnel anymore. So they're like, fine, fuck it. So I'm just going to be off for half of October. Like it's just awesome. Whatever. It's it's weird, man. But I was I was really hoping I could go in and do some like like three and four day weekends because I lose money when I don't when I don't work because typically because this again this week wasn't a typical week but typically I get some overtime right so when I'm on PTO I only get forty hours so I'm losing the overtime and then I I sit around the house I get bored like I can play a video game for like five six hours but then I get antsy and I got to get up and do something and I'm like oh I need to do this and then I end up going to spend money for like parts or something to fix a thing and then I'm in the then I'm in the fucking hole and then lost overtime and I'm spending money because I can't just sit around like a fucking blob 
like I should, like I look. I look like I sit around like a blob. So it is. I don't think Post Malone sits around like a blob. What's that? I don't think Post Malone sits around like a blob. He gets out and does stuff. I hate you. I hate you with like a. Like we were so we're so like every time I think I'm out of this fucking hole, somebody has to bring me back in, and it's really getting old. Uh, but no, that's uh, I'm sure that's great. I'm sure that's how that works for him. It's just gotta you know, it's a thing that pushes your buttons, so people have to press that button. You know, it doesn't really bother me that much. I just I, I think it's fun to to overreact. So I understand. Yeah. Uh, I lost a $27 hand in poker last night, which was uh, bullshit. That uh, I feel real bad about that one. So, well, uh, you win some, you lose some. Man, there was twenty-seven dollars <laughs> in that. Say about that there shit. was like, all right. So just to give you an idea how big of a pot that is for our typical games, like when you can't, when you show up and cash in, you cash in ten dollars, right? Like that's typically I never bring more than twenty dollars cash ever to a game of poker, and uh, there was like. It was like twenty. It was twenty-seven dollars in the pot, and the bet was it was between. It got down to two people at the table, and he comes at me with five-dollar bet. And the game we're playing, it's seven-card roll your own. So I haven't turned any cards over, so I don't know what cards I have at all. He's showing a flush on the table. So my bet is, do I want to put five dollars in the pot, which is essentially me going all in with no more cash in my pocket for cards I can't see? until after I make the bet and I was like man it's like because if I lose this I'm out like I'm done like it's time to go home so I didn't but then I looked at my cards afterwards and I could have I had four jacks I had four fucking jacks I could have beat him I was so I just like almost flipped the table I was like god damn it god damn it god damn it it was very upsetting you gotta put your you gotta trust in the heart of the cards man Uh, something was telling me like to bet but like everybody at the table's like, that's a stupid bet, bro. That's a stupid bet, and I'm like, <sighs> you don't listen to people. You gotta follow your gut. I should have. I should have. I normally do, but that's what it cost me my first fifteen dollars. So I was like, eh, probably should back off. Um, well, it's at that point you either you don't get the money or you leave and you feel sour either way. That's true. I mean, that's true. I mean. You gotta, you gotta hedge the probabilities. Like, what would bring you the larger amount of happiness? Bam, bet the five bucks. Walk the fuck know. out. Yeah, I should have, I should have bet the five fucking bucks. But it was what it was. It was just, I'm still, I'm still kind of, kind of upset about it. Did you at least break even when you left, or are you still? Yeah, no, I, I, I played conservative, conservatively for like the next hour and a half, and I got back up to my initial twenty dollars that I cashed in. So, um, I broke even. It wasn't the end of the world. It just okay. I could have I could have broke even then with some with some in the green, so it is what and it is. And it dominated. No, we try not to do that because we do have one player that shows up that if they end up with a chip lead, they just bully everybody around the table. Like like you can't, they can just buy pots out because they can throw so much money on the table. So we we try not to do, be that guy. We're all pretty much. So wait, he keeps buying in after the initial buy-in. No, no, no. Well, you can. So if you spend your ten dollars you can spend another ten dollars and then after two people have bought in twice i think is the house rule you can buy in for another 20 so we end up with you know some you get if we play really late you know you can end up with a hundred dollars 
and chips all around the table easy or more but um we typically don't but what we're saying is let's say he wins a big this guy he wins a big hand early on and he's got chip lead like everybody else is sitting around five six bucks and he's over there with his 15 16 like he does shit like goes all in on a hand and I mean at that point it's like he's forcing you to risk everything you have because you can't match his all in so he's going to get money back either way so do you risk your all in on just a whim like so he he ends up bullying the table it's it's a real dick okay. move you don't do it at a, you don't do it like that we don't we got very upset at him so, I mean, I I would stop inviting the guy to the fucking game. Nah, you know he's a nice guy. He just he just gets he just gets he can't he, he typically he's playing the game the way it's meant to be played, and you all don't like that very much. No, because that's very... the only that's the only way he knows how to play the game. Is the thing like if he doesn't get an early chip lead, he loses all of his money like all the time. Like he can't play. So what's what's the problem if he plays to his strengths? <sighs> well, because because we all because so what happens is. He'll do that, and then we all just fold. We all just fold. And it just drags out the night because we're letting him buy the 25-cent, 50-cent annies at a time because we're not going to play his bullshit. So he's just he just nickels, and it just makes it drag on. It's not fun. It's not, you know, nobody's drawing cards and playing cards. It's just it's just him buying 50 and 25-cent at a time. You know what I'm saying? That's what, the, that's what the night devolves into. Oh, boy. Did I get disconnected? I think I got disconnected. Doing that circle loading thing? So I don't know. Oh. There we go. The, totally, the internet had a total fucking cardiac arrest right there. I don't know that it matters too much. There's nobody else watching. That's eh, fine. Um, so, uh, I guess we can go into some, some show stuff because uh, the whole Dragon Quest thing's been pushed back as a thing. Yep. Um... Because because Nick's now went down this rabbit hole, we have decided we're going to play all these Kingdom Hearts games before Kingdom Hearts three comes out. And uh, if anybody listening to the show isn't a fan of Kingdom Hearts, don't feel too bad because it's only gonna th- we're gonna do this in a couple months time. It's not it's not gonna take us a year to do four games like it did for Breath of Fire. Like it's, I mean, we want it to be done with everything on the 1.5, 2.5 and 2.8 discs prior to the release of Kingdom Hearts 3, which is mid or in January, one of the two. I believe so, yeah. So, um we're going to roll through them. So, as soon as we get through this Kingdom Hearts review, there may be some of them we review within 2 weeks or what have you. We're going to just buckle down. And uh that being said, you're going to have to fucking explain to me cuz I spent like so I started Chain of Memories today, uh, all right. and I, I've i been playing two hours. I, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, I uh, just card, hit the button. I Am I not supposed to be using all of them? Am I supposed to use all of them, refresh the thing? Like, oh, I got a thing. Oh, I hate it so much, Nick. I hate it with every yeah. last bit of my being. I'm not a fan either. Essentially, what you want to do is you want to just mash X until you kill everything on the map and then, or, or have to recharge, reload your cards. Uh, you can probably, I'm not sure, are you playing on proud mode no, again? No, no, Okay. Then you can probably get by with like 125 HP. Always keep at least 
one to cure in like your deck at all times. Like the more you yeah. have, the more chances to get the heal. I always shove them at the end of the deck. That way, I can if I need to find them quickly, I just go like R one. I think a couple mm-hmm. times and they they pop right up. Um, but essentially, what you want to do is level up. And when you level up, if you have the chance to unlock a slight, learn it, and then just pour all your level up points into CP, and that'll let you build really big decks. And the goal is to when you're making uh, your decks to put the cards in such a way that you don't even have to search for anything. You essentially just mash triangle the whole fucking time to instantly do a, a slight, and then you use the slight, and then your next three cards are another slight. You use that slight, and you essentially just keep going. Um, like I unlocked Blitz recently, and I set up my deck so I can do like eight Blitzes in a row, and it's a three-hit attack that pretty much just one-shots everything. And I just been doing that. Like I just got, I just beat Wonderland. Uh, this is why. Like, this, this is why everyone dismisses the uh, non-mainline Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, it's that's, all got fucking stupid gimmicks. This is stupid. <laughs> like, the all game, right, but we'll do a whole Advanced, review on that. I like, I like the Game Boy Advanced version of the game, but this version, it's, I'm like, it's a rehash of Kingdom Hearts. It uses the same assets. It just, you've, instead of looking. So, how was the Game Boy Advanced your, one different? Well, it just looked better. Okay. And it was 2D. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not really like I don't know. I guess it just felt like a different game as opposed to this being a shitty version of Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Because uh, like going from playing Kingdom Hearts and being able to play it like relatively decently, and then playing this, it's like you gotta. It's like a it's a strategy fucking trading card game without turns. And so you're like, when you first start the game up, you're like, I'm not, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? I have cards with different values. Enemies are using things, but they only attack one at a time. I'm not quite sure what's happening, as opposed to like actually playing the game. You're trying to figure out what the fuck the system is, because they don't do a really good job of explaining it, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's if you read a, if you read a guide, somebody might tell you like good strats for certain points in the game. And I would just follow those strategies to get through it as best as you can until, I guess, maybe you learn the game and then you can do whatever the fuck you want yourself, maybe. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, but the fun part comes when you beat Sora's mode because you unlock Riku and his decks are all pre-made so you don't actually have to worry about fucking anything because his shit's typically pretty good. Like it's just good to go. You can just play the game. So, so the deck part becomes on rails, and you're just playing through his side of the story, essentially. Yeah. So you get like every world you go into, he gets a new deck. So you have to you have to learn a new deck every time. But it's, huh. it's not like you that have. Seems way way more interesting than this than this terrible deck editing UI. I'm I'm trying to not burn to the ground. Well, I feel like that should have been what they did in the first place. When you play a sewer, you get a deck yeah. for each world. You learn how to play the fucking game. You learn what the fuck you're doing. And then Riku's mode is hard mode or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I have to build your own decks. Okay, well, I've done play through the game one time, getting a general idea of what are good combos for your for a deck, what's not a good thing to put in your deck. Let me put that knowledge I've gleaned into action in the second half of the game. But, hey, what the Whatever. I guess they think think like that. Who knows? Oh boy. Well, so what's the order we're playing these these Jimmy Jams in? Uh, I guess I'm gonna try to do it 
Or I guess we should do it in uh, like release order. Okay. So Kingdom Hearts One, Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts Two. Um, I think Birth by Sleep's next, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know anybody thing about anything Birth by Kingdom Hearts I think it's Birth by Sleep. All. Then it's Dream Drop Distance, and then there's a sequel to Birth by Sleep. With Aqua or whatever. Yes. Um, and there's also the the cinematic things you can yes. watch if you feel like it. Well, I think we should we we gotta at least touch on them because I think there are like important story beats in those, mm-hmm. especially in the three fifty eight by two days or whatever, because that's a lot of you learn about the um, thirteen Roxas and the that uh, the council or whatever they call it his his thing that he's a part of. So yeah. um, and we'll probably just have to watch those and just brief discussion on them. Um, well, you have to watch 358 over 2 if you want to get a platinum in Chain of Memories anyway, because you, you unlock cards there from watching the stupid fucking movie. Oh boy. And reading all the diary entries and all that crap. Oh, joy. Like, I thought there were trophies with it, because the trophy guide I was looking at said there's trophies for it. So I watched the whole thing, and I didn't get any trophies, and I'm like... Okay, what the fuck's happening? So I looked it up, and all of the cinematic stuff on the PS4 doesn't have trophies tied to it. So, yep. if you if you don't really care about actually watching the shit, but it, it unlocks stuff, you can just I guess skip through most of it. Mm, a lot of it, I w- I'm going to say more than half of the the cinematics for 358 over two is everybody sitting on top of a fucking clock tower eating ice cream. Um. Yeah. That, is that in the uh, their little this. meeting room uh thing where they're like vague, 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 ominous, yeah. light, darkness, heart, darkness, light, memories, memories, friendship, heart, heart darkness, these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! Fuck. Discord for the for that video. If you 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 don't know the reference, um. So that's basically that. That's what we're gonna we're gonna try to do. I think we're gonna get it done. Um, it's just it's just gonna be it's gonna be a thing for a while. Because I know there's a lot of people listening to the show not a fan of the Kingdom Hearts thing. Like I don't think we have a lot of Kingdom Hearts fanboys in our community. Um, I think there's a lot of people. Everybody in the Discord is was shitting on it. I think. Yeah, and so there it has things to talk about, and we will when we review each of the games. Um, but the 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 series as a whole, and I think it's games like Chain of Memories that that give that get Kingdom Hearts shit on so like handily, right? Because if it, they didn't do the super weird shit and then go into the super like if the story didn't spiral out of control like it did into two and all these other spinoff shits, I don't think it would get nearly as shit on as bad as it does. I think it would just be a thing that uh, that people were just like, ah, it's a, it's over there doing its thing, but it gets weird, and some people eat it up, and I think people get real, they just they just kick back against it for some reason. Well, everybody that I was friends with in middle school ate this fucking game up. Like there was people singing, what the hell's the fucking song called? I can't remember uh, what song called. It's clean, uh, something Simple and clean. clean. Simple yeah, and clean. Simple yeah. clean. People would like sing that shit in the hallways, and I'm like. First off, I can't be friends with you anymore. That's Brittany, so, by the way. Know. Just so, just so we're clear, that <laughs> like fuck. that's that's one of the first uh, Christmas gifts I ever gave her was a replica Keyblade. Like it's a thing. Oh man, 
she is she is way into it. Uh, but it's um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't know if it's spoiler talk, but I don't understand the correlation of simple and clean to anything in the fucking game. It's it's not. It's just a song, and they're like, "This is a catchy song, I guess." It's we'll make it the theme song. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think the songs the songs particularly bad, right? And I think I think uh, it yeah. I think it works like uh, well because they made the that that seek that cinematic around the song so like the beats in the song like it it all kind of fits together but then when you stop and listen to the song it's when it falls apart you know what i'm saying like if you're just doing your thing and then you're like wait what is she talking about okay what hmm isn't it like about her and her, her partner like having a disagreement in the relationship or something and one of yeah. them wants for it's okay if you leave or something i don't i don't fucking care yeah it's, then, it's whatever. Um, there's, a, there's another theme song for Kingdom Hearts too, right? Like Sanctuary or something. Yeah, Sanctuary is better, I think, uh, in my opinion. I liked I liked Sanctuary um, more than I did the Simple and Clean. And uh, so, at least, I guess we can talk about like Kingdom Hearts the series, you know, without talking about individual games. We can say that for each of their reviews. Yeah. But, um, like I I kicked back against it hard when it came out too. I didn't touch it for a long time until um, somebody was like, no, you should really, really play it. And I was like, ah, but it's got like Disney characters and shit in it, right? Like, I don't know if I'm in for that, right? Because like the, because I, I was, I was the hugest Final Fantasy fanboy. Minus eight. Eight's still trash. It was trash then to me. So don't try and change now. my opinion. Uh, I hated it then. It's not like a hindsight thing. Uh, so they're like, they're like, ah, fan. I was like, you're gonna ruin Final Fantasy characters by putting them with Disney characters? Are you fucking shitting me? What is this? Like, am I, am I gonna suddenly be like My Little Pony action? Like, I just didn't want it at all, and I was still really kind of ashamed about what I was doing when I became a merm person. I was not, I was not okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you were you were a, a merm person a, a what a, a mer person when they made me a mer person oh, I was not okay, okay. I was not okay a uh, mer folk if you will uh but uh yeah no it was um I didn't think I I don't think I played it till like my senior year in high school is when I finally played I I think it was probably well after Kingdom Hearts two had come out. Okay. Uh, that I I sat down and played it, and I was like, okay, all right, I can I can I can do this. And then I think I tried to I put because I have chain of memory for the GBA, and I kind of put it in, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I don't need this. So and that was about. Then I never touched. I didn't touch a single other spinoff game after that. Like my first five minutes in chain of memories on the GBA was enough to say, nope, one and two and three when it comes out. It's all I need. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't think I played Kingdom Hearts myself until like maybe a year or two after it came out because everybody, like I said, was associated with was like, oh yeah, it's a great game, blah blah blah. And but just like with you, I was like, but fucking Disney. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, why? What is this shit? Like, I could care less about them ruining the Final Fantasy characters or whatever the fuck ever. I was never that attached to them, but I'm like, I don't understand how you can marry those two almost diametrically opposed things things yeah. it's like angst and then happy-go-lucky feel-good shit 
and you're throwing it together. I don't I don't understand how this works. But I remember playing the first one and like well even like even now the fucking all the Disney shit like just grates my soul. Like every time I'm somewhere in a Disney world, I can just feel my soul being ripped into ribbons and I'm like, this is not for me. But, I think there's some of them that work and others that don't, but we'll we'll talk about the worlds yeah. and Kingdom Hearts one review. But I I got through it and I liked it well enough that I played Kingdom Hearts two when it was released. And I remember in, enjoying that many, many times more than Kingdom Hearts one and Chain of Memories. So I was actually I beat Kingdom Hearts this time and I'm like, fuck, I wanna play the sequel right now. But I'm like, well, Chain of Memories technically comes between them, so I gotta play that first and Yeah, might as well might as well do everything I got on this disc, right? I got the whole big package. Might as well just go down the list. I'm mm-hmm. with you. Um Yeah, no, in three looks like it's gonna have even less of your traditional Disney worlds. Like, I mean, you got Big Hero Six it's be more of the Pixar stuff, I think. So you got Big Hero yeah. Six, you've got Monsters Toy Inc. Story. There's Toy Story, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean um one as well. So it'll be less of um we probably won't have to go to Atlantica or Wonderland again, hopefully. Um so um, but we'll talk about the specific zones when we get to Kingdom Hearts review. But yeah, it's gonna be Kingdom Hearts heavy for Four months or so. Four months or so until we get through three. And then we never have to do them again. I think I will be so done with Kingdom Hearts, like, I won't even have to, th- it won't even have to be a thing. Because. We'll, we'll have to do one in 16 years from now when they put out Kingdom Hearts 4. Because, so in truth, like, the whole time we've been doing the show, I'm like, ah, we get to play Kingdom Hearts someday because it's something I just, I just want to play again, you know? And I think doing all of these back to back to back in this method, I don't think I'll have to touch them again. Like, I'm, I'll be good. I won't have to. That won't have to fall in my replay rotation. I think I can just get the Kingdom Hearts out of my system, and we'll be good. Um, I also think that by the end of this, I still won't understand anything that's happening in the plot. Uh, yeah, no, because so you finish one and you kind of like because I can wrap my head around what's happening by the end of one by the end of one before they give you that final cinematic right before they play that final closing cinematic I can get my my head wrapped around what's happening then they play that cinematic and you're like what the fuck like what what yeah like I mean, I think even at the time I kind of wrote it off as no, they're just that's just they're just being artsy fartsy. That's not actual story. Talk about like the the deep dive thing where yeah. there's like Riku with his blindfold on and all that shit. Yeah, all that all that weird shit. Well, originally that was just uh, like a tech demo apparently. Yeah. And then somebody was like, "Well, let's uh, let's make lore around it or some shit." You know? Oh yeah. So they had and to then, find reasons. To... And it, with two, it gets really weird, like really weird. Because it's like, you spend, like, so if you don't play any of the stuff between 1 and 2, you go into 2, like, what is happening? Like, they kind of start explaining. Who are these characters? Who the fuck is this? Like, they kind of start explaining, like, the whole nobody and some of the organization stuff. But then when you get, so you figure out who they are, and about the time you figure out who they are, they, they hit you with this, like, reveal. And you're like, that makes it even worse. Somehow. Um it's really like like really not not cool <laughs> in, in the slightest uh 
So, uh, again, I am a I am a big fan of the series as a gen- in general. Like I, I really truly am. Like of one and two, I, they I love them to death. But I am not going to stand on a pedestal and defend them. No, 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 no. Because they do some really weird, some really wacky shit, and I accept that. My only ask in the reviews is going to be that everyone else accept it too. Like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we gotta we gotta accept you for who you are, Nick. So everyone should accept Kingdom Hearts for who it I, is. Nobody has to accept me for who I am. Oh, uh, we're for, we're so fucking forced to accept you for who you are. So get over it. Um, um, just, <laughs> oh, you don't have to accept me. You just gotta tolerate my presence until I'm banned from every social media thing that we are tied to or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I just I just just keep I get keep work real hard. Get all these people coming in, doing new things, and then Nick just chases them all off. One at a time, but I guess they can't stick around if they can't handle you, anyway, right? Am I right? Uh, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. Just you could always swap me out for another co-host, and then yeah. maybe have a this boost in m- numbers m- and much less fun. Much less fun. I wouldn't talk about these games with anybody but you, Nick. God damn it. I mean, it might be less fun, but you'd probably uh, everything would probably be more popular. Yeah, but then I like and digestible. The, the, the worst thing that would happen public. was I would get I would get somebody that like expects me to put in like the kind of effort, right? And then I'd have to start putting in real effort, and it would get oh, real yeah. bad. Like that's not what I need. Like I like oh, yeah. we, can, we can both keep our expectations low, and I have everything done. works out fine. That's okay. At least I keep mine low. I don't <laughs> I don't go to zero, but you know, hey, I have. I think I would say I have almost zero expectations for everything in my life. I just kind of float through through life, and that's fine with me. I'm living to die, I guess. That's so fucking depressing. Why you got to bring me down? Like uh, I might have been tired, but I wasn't fucking depressed. All right, like I don't, I don't. Need, I'm not what saying the, it's a bad thing. That's uh. The fuck oh. are you doing over there? I'm just the. I mean, I have. I'm enjoying my life. Living, living your best life, Nick. Living, living your best life. Exactly. It it's just happens to be devoid of many things that other people consider to be important. I suppose. God. Like goals. Who needs that? Who I just need to make so, enough money to buy more games and then play them. Yeah, no. That's I mean, my life. It's, it's work. It's working out well for you so far. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, so I don't think, I think that sounds like you're living the dream. Like, I'm. I thought I was. I was making good time with Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing my thing and like doing this. Thing. And next week, yeah, I got the plat yesterday. Like, I don't know, man. I can play 36 hours in three days. I don't know what you're yeah. doing. I'm like, uh, definitely not that. My I thought, like, I thought you would have been done as well because you had like a week head start, and then you're just like, yeah, I haven't played it in a week. I'm like, well, that's yeah, the week I, I, hit, I hit, platted it. I hit the, I hit the platinum grind, and I was having trouble with like some of the, some of the rare spawn shit, and just some stuff kind of slowed me down. And then like I got distracted by like Octopath, and it's like, ah, well, I'm just gonna, I guess it's not gonna happen before we review it. Um, I mean, I'm close on because I got like multiple saves and multiple difficulties going for all the different things. So it's like, ah, eventually I'll just be able to pick back up and do all the things I got to do and be fine. Because um, are you gonna are you be doing a speed run on like beginner mode or are you just yes, certainly, certainly. Well, certainly I'm gonna try it on beginner mode because it doesn't seem like it's gonna be that hard. Um, Are you doing unchanging armor at the same time? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It will, I would say it's probably easy because you do three times the damage on beginner mode, apparently, as you would do on proud mm-hmm. mode, and you take like you take three times less damage or some oh, shit. Yeah, no. It's because I, it's... I did the speed run on proud mode, and there are some places I like was sitting there for two hours real time, and like I would fight a boss ten times and keep fucking getting one shot or some shit, and then just loading my game and doing it over again until I got either the patterns memorized well enough or lucky enough to scrape through the encounter. And I'm like, fuck this. I should have just done this on beginner mode. Yeah, because proud mode's rough, man. Like, like early on in proud mode, you actually have to sit there and grind some levels. Um, like, because if you don't, you just don't have the health to do certain things. Like, you, you have to get some health and some, some strength from somewhere. And you're not I'll getting what, anywhere else. The people that can speedrun these games in three hours at level one, I've... There's something special about these motherfuckers. Well, because they have, they have, they have every frame. Like speedrunners that play stuff like that, like they they do it by the frame. Like it's the same way, like uh, professional, like uh, like people play fighters professionally. Like they they have everything zeroed down to a frame, so it's not re- as reactionary as you would think. Like they're counting like frames almost. Like it's really really fucking wild the way they they uh they work this out in their head to do these things. Like kudos to you but at that point you're breaking a game down on such a basic mathematical level you're taking the game out of it yeah you ask me like you're counting cards at that point bro what's the fun well that you're investing presumably hundreds of hours into this project oh yeah no yeah same same with people that write like like game facts or walkthroughs where they have to figure out every fucking permutation of everything they can do like Mm no 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 I'm out. That sounds like too much work. I would just be like, this is what I did. At this point, you can do something else. You do it. Uh, if report the results. I'll put them in my fact if you really want. But other than that, that's like. Uh, so I took. So I made. So I've made. Uh, I started making bread. Right. Like it sounds a weird thing, but like I've just okay. taken up like baking, and I want to learn to bake like things like bread or make my own pizza dough or pasta or really whatever. Right. Um, just be able to make things because that's one of the things acquisition of skills is just one of my hobbies I guess you could say and um, I just went down this rabbit hole of like going through these recipes for like doughs and all these kind of things and I found this one dude and the dude cracks me up because he's like alright so this is how I do it uh, supposedly you can do X, Y, and Z but I don't guarantee what the fuck's gonna happen if you do because I don't do that I don't know what that does, but this is what I do, and this is what it gets me. Like, I was like, "That's the guy I need to listen to," because he's not—he's not shooting me any shit, making it more complicated. He's giving it to me step by step on how he gets what he wants. Yeah. And uh, now I know I can look up alternatives over here if I want to, but I'm gonna follow straight through to this line, see where it gets me, and then go from there. But uh. Yeah, so that was like that's that's basically how I'd be too. Like, uh, this is what I did. This is how I beat it. You could uh, supposedly, according to the interwebs, you can do this, but I don't guarantee your results because it's not what I did. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, like appreciate the honesty, bud. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be Kingdom Hearts heavy for a while. Uh, anything else uh, you've been playing other than Kingdom Hearts? Uh, I did Destiny for like. Or Destiny 2 one day mm-hmm. with uh, Anderson for a little bit. 
Okay. I'll probably play that on and off. Um, I've been doing a phone game. Which phone I'm game? At work. It's something new that came out a couple of weeks ago. It's like Shinazuki or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's, Is it one uh, of those resource management games? That's a hero collector thing, I guess. Yeah. So like you get stamina that yeah. regens like you get one stamina like every hour it feels like, mm-hmm. but whatever. I I it's I feel like it's something better to do than sitting on Imgur on my breaks at work because I've been doing that the last couple months, just fucking scrolling. Oh yeah, no. And being like, this is mindless, and I'm not getting anything beneficial out of this. Not that's like why you gotta find the. Um, that's why I wish you could you could get the the subreddits in the Imgur app, right? Yeah. Because you could go to like the ones that have educational shit, and you could just be going through those, or because so in the app you're stuck by like clicking like the tags. So sometimes like if I find a tag that's particularly interesting, like I'll scroll through that for a while. But you know, it's you're you're. I'm with you. Like I'll just sit there. I'm like, oh shit! I've been doing this an hour and a half, and I have gleaned nothing other than dog and cat photos and mm-hmm. this weird Bowsette meme thing that's occurring that I'm not I'm not down with. So you're not down with Bowsette or Bouette or Chain no, Chompette or no, none of it. Because 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 you're like, oh, this is interesting, right? This is if you're into the weird hot anime lady thing, and then you occasionally get the comic where she turn. Did you see the one where she turns back into Bowser when like they're in bed doing it, like Peach catches them doing it, and she whacks the head, the 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 uh, the crown off of Bowser's head, and like so no. they're now they're now they're in bed, like and like Bowser's in cowgirl position with his face on because he's no longer fucking Bowser. Uh, no, I have not seen that. Oh but, uh, man, I was I might like, have to go search it out. I was like, that's some shit, man. I didn't need that. Like I didn't need, I didn't need that. I didn't need it. Trust was, the internet to pervert everything. That's for oh, sure. Oh no, I know. It's like, because all I want to say is, this is what happens when your your mods like kill all NSFW content. They find the way to skirt that line, boy. Oh my god, that and all the fucking uh, uh, hot anime chick posts they've been making at the front page. It's like, God, these dudes. They got. They need an outlet. Give them somewhere just so they can go look at fucking racy shit all day please yeah so um yeah no no there's a little mindless hero collection there's nothing wrong with them i just can't stick with them for that long because i because you'll hit like this this curve right so you'll do really well not spending any money for like 60 hours almost it feels and then you'll just hit this wall right like where the 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 stuff you have to invest in the characters to make them better or upgrade them or whatever like yeah. you just hit like the hardest wall like it slows down tremendously for a little while but you feel like you're still making progress and then you'll hit a point where you're like oh yeah no i would have to do this every hour on the hour for the next 14 days to get anywhere to see any yeah. progress that's when i'm like i'm out i'm outy so um I've been through a few of them, but there's again, there's nothing wrong with them because there's there's uh it's a bit of, it's compelling gameplay. It's just I don't want to spend money on them. So. Yeah, it actually did uh, start getting me to recall concepts that we had in the works what five years ago. Oh, like the, the, uh, the like like the hero attributes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I was like, this would that would probably work okay for uh, like a hero collector where mm-hmm. you are. Well, that given... was that was our point was to take like a, something like Final Fantasy Tactics or like a tactic 
RPG system and just give you all the heroes like yeah it, just a million different options like even like stuff from like mythology like you get Hercules as a hero or so and so as a hero and figure out how to fit it into this this simple but really broad uh, class system we had developed right exactly. like that was that was our goal was to was essentially the hero collector before that became a thing so we missed out on the big money Nick yeah missed out on the big fucked money. up fucked up big time. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, it's like uh, I was talking to Nicole earlier today because I saw a fucking Supreme bumper sticker on a Jeep, and I'm like, I didn't. That's apparently a thing. Like, who the fuck, who the fuck loves their $100 cotton t white T-shirts with the big plastered fucking Supreme on it so much that they got a bumper sticker? Like, like I'm like, where where is that one idea that hasn't been tapped yet that all the stupid sucker fuckers will spend a thousand dollars on? Some cheap ass fucking bullshit. Because I need to figure that out and market the fuck out of that. But I'm also simultaneously too fucking lazy to ever oh, yeah. pursue anything like that. It just sometimes it astonishes me, like how easy it is, like how how much money people just throw away on dumb fucking shit. Like I know I throw a lot of money away on some dumb shit. But there's like a whole another fucking echelon leagues. Oh yeah, no. Me. When you get into people that that have money, like just just money they can throw away, the stupid shit they spend it on is baffling. Like now, I get the people that are that are super impoverished look at the stuff that we probably spend money on. Like, what the fuck are you doing, right? And, but I mean, oh my god, like hundred dollars well, on a t-shirt. It's just ridiculous. There's a there's a temp at my job that was wearing a Supreme shirt and I'm like, okay, first off, that's like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I know the fucking price tag for these stupid fucking shirts, but I'm gonna assume they're like hundred dollar fucking shirts because they're a name big name brand shit and that's of course they're gonna be that mm -hmm. fucking expensive for bullshit. But this dude's wearing one of these fucking presumably super expensive shirts in a place where he's gonna get covered in fucking shit and the shirt's gonna get ruined and I'm like. You can't make that much money, so this must have been either a nice gift that somebody got you, or you saved up for a paycheck or two, and specifically with the goal of getting this, and now that thing is going to be in tatters in a couple weeks. But whatever, man, you do you. Yep, nope, it's, that's one, yeah, no, it is what it is, man, I don't mm. know to tell you. But for real, I'm going to start looking up mobile game development. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it, for for sure. But but I I mean uh, most most of your most of your typical so unless you're you're programming yourself most of your typical uh, like your Unity's your uh, stuff like that like your game dev toolkits right most of them can export directly to a Android or iOS format. Okay. Um, most of most of the the stuff becomes like the server storage and that kind of stuff where you're you're processing um user accounts and all their data like that's that's Got the it. more complex half of it because like i said most of your dev cool uh, toolkits these days can export to all of the above um with checks on you know what it should run on and what it shouldn't run on like all that is is pretty um 
standard, especially with something like Unity, because the Unity has become such a like industry standard as far as game dev. It's it's kind of surprising that uh, how much people are actually just just making games and even doing their coding. Like if they're coding, they're coding in Unity. So it's it's really weird. I don't remember the birth of Unity too much, but I, I feel like at some point in time it was like supposed to be just a replacement for like Flash in web browsers, but I'm not 100% sure because I feel like that's how it was. Like you download some kind of... Well, it came at like, um, what was it, like 3D Max? Like 3D Max was like it's on its way out, and like Unity kind of came and filled that hole, if I remember correctly, because you had like, so Unreal Engine was always a thing. Um, okay. As well, but like you always had these these free semi free alternatives, and Unity started as like a really basic, almost freeware slash shareware kit for like three D, like three D development, but then it became this whole other game dev kit that you bought um, like um, like redistribution rights for. Like it, it my memory's kind of fuzzy but i i remember unity becoming a thing about the time that 3d max was on its way out like they had stopped updating 3d max okay and like that's when i remember everybody started talking about unity um so i don't know if they it that was just a coincidence or that just how that worked in my memory but um yeah because because unreal turn uh unreal engine was always a thing um and there wasn't like because 2d game dev kits weren't really a thing right so everybody was looking for the um the dev kits for three-dimensional stuff because you didn't have to program that atmosphere so like because if you were say this is say you're in c++ and you're making a 2d game you don't have to rely on something like um direct draw or uh like when I don't remember any of these terms, but like you had to facilitate this 3D environment in this whole other setup, right? So um, there were some like kits that you could get, like, um, like I'm forgetting what their names is, but you would port them into your your C++ like compiler, and they would have additional functions that would make the drawing easier. But there were no um, everybody was looking for like the dev kit thing, like we think now. And Unreal okay. Engine was really the only thing, but there was no, um, like, the the licensing for it was not, um, was prohibitive to, like, indie development at the time. It is less so now, and Unreal actually goes and they, they, they license their stuff out for education and all kinds of stuff these days. Unreal's really on the ball as far as um, trying to get people into developing in that atmosphere, but... Um, like 2D was super easy because there was you you would just create an object on a flat plane. There wasn't a whole lot of this extra 3D math taking place. Everybody wanted the dev kits for the 3D thing, and that's when you got stuff like 3D Max, and then you know Unreal Engine, and then Unity. I think even Unity went back and created because um, Unity now has 2D uh, dev kit stuff. So like they even went back and made stuff so you could develop in Unity um, a 2D game and basically it's drawing a flat plane and an existing 3D so they kind of step backwards so 3D defaults this 3D environment and then it's drawing the 2D stuff on 
in the 3D plane with a fixed camera, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so, what you mean. So it's like projecting it in a 3D space. So at least it was the last time I saw the Unity 2D dev kit. They could have rehashed the whole thing, but that's the way it was last time. I, I went and fucked with it because you're basically drawing on a projector screen in this blank 3D environment with a fixed camera. Okay. So. Cool. That's way more information than anybody needed to know, but... uh. Well, I'm glad we were talking about educational stuff, and we got a little educational, so, hey. So, uh, I mean, yeah, so the, the, it, the complicated stuff for all that's always the network-based side of it, like the storing of information, you got to be secure, and how do you process all that information and keep it, you know, in people's hands? I, there may be licensing or, um, like, all-in-one kits, like you would go to, like, someone else and contract out that stuff. I th that's that may be a thing I don't really know um, and then for me the hardest stuff's always been the art asset shit like cause I don't know what I'm gonna need till I need it and like I'm terrible at it like that's the last time I tried to do a thing I was like this is bad I don't wanna do it and that's that's always where I that's always where I run the kit cause cause what I end up doing then is I end up always making all this placeholder shit and then so I end up having like I end up debugging around placeholder images and that's wrong and then I realize I'm spending all this time on something that looks terrible and it just and like I hate it, it the whole thing just bogs me down and now I don't even have time to think about it like I wouldn't even know where to jump back into the whole the whole uh, ecosystem anymore like if you had talked to me before Carter was born I'd have been like yeah you probably should pick up this and you know start here or uh do this uh, but now i'd be like i have no fucking idea what people are doing these days other Got than it. the job postings that i've looked at there's everybody wants experience in unity it seems like or unreal engine I'm like this is one of the two depending huh. on the developer okay. so there you go any games coming out you're looking forward to uh yeah hold on one second I have no idea what's coming out other than uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 because that's right. the only thing on the horizon I've looked at. So, I know Red Dead 2 is coming out, which is interesting, but I don't. I doubt I'm going to have money to buy it. In the coming months, I've got Mega Man 11 pre-ordered. Oh, did you play the demo for that bitch on the Switch? No, not yet. Oh, it, it's it's good. It's good. I liked it. Is it? Okay. I mean, I was sold on it when uh, I saw the trailer for it, so I was like, I'm going to pre-order it. Why not? Um... I'm really hyped for Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise because I'm a big uh, FOTNS uh, FO fan. And like the, the, I played the demo, and it looked it was fun as shit. So uh, it's pretty much apparently Yakuza, just Fist of the North Star. So C-Tan hypes up Yakuza every fucking chance he gets. So I figured it'll be a good time. Um, I'm buying the Disgaea 1 Complete Edition. Oh, that that I do want to buy. Because I'm a sucker for fucking Miss America games. When is that? When is that hitting shelves? 10-9. Fuck. Yeah. It'll probably be on sale Black Friday, though. It's like you're saying all this like I'm gonna have money to go shopping on Black Friday. You gotta remember, um, like that's right before <laughs> my like. So there's Thanksgiving, there's my daughter's birthday the week after, and there's fucking uh, Christmas. Like so, unless I'm buying shit for Christmas, and the most times the only reason I can afford Christmas is because I get December always is one of those months where I have the extra paycheck. 
because you know if you get paid every other week there's twice in a year yeah. you have three paychecks in a month December's always one of those months so it's like get it just in time and I just go blow that extra non-budgeted paycheck away on Christmas okay. shit like that's the only way it works I think that's happening for me in this November so I should be okay on gifts I wish it fucking happened for me in November but um, I'm also getting the Fallout 76 I'm getting two copies because Nicole wants to play might as well get three um, send me one alright <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding well, I mean, I have, I still have the Gamers Club unlocked, so if you use my phone number, if you go to Best Buy, you get 20% off games if you haven't no. noticed that yet. No, no, no. But, uh, um, I, I was looking at that Biomutant game. Biomutant? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't, if you've seen anything, any advertising for it, it's like the main character is this weird, like, fox raccoon-looking thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bipedal, and uh, I guess there's supposed to be, like, lots of deep customization for your character and your weapons and all kinds of crazy shit. I just thought it looked really interesting, so I decided to uh, pre-order that. Um, I'm really hyped for the Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Okay, and that's that's a that's a port, right? I I want to say it's a remaster of a P, the PS3 version. Okay, that's, that's what I, I knew. It was on something else first. Because uh, it was originally on 360, and then okay. that's back when... Yeah. Everybody in Japan was treating the 360 as the beta testing uh, console. They would put, like, I think uh, Eternal Sonata was put on there, Tales of Destiny. Uh, There's a couple other games that came out of Japan that were on the 360 that they then re-released on the PS3 with extra fucking shit on it. Uh, and, and so Tales of Spirit was one of those, but it never got a PS3 port for America. Okay. So this will be the first time it's coming on the Sony system in America. Okay. Out west, I guess I should say. Um, Sekiro, Sekiro looks fucking sweet, so I pre-ordered that. Um, I'm actually really hyped for Doom Eternal, so I pre-ordered that as well because I didn't think I'd like Doom 2016, but then I played it and I like I rushed through it as quick as I fucking could because it was that much fun. Like probably something you should be playing with Carter around if you ever decide Dude. to pick it up. It's cheap as fuck. But uh, oh, actually, I can give you a copy. If you're interested, they, they uh, have it they, like that's a that's available. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I could play it on the PS4. Because uh, I mean, I bought the collector's edition for Doom because it was on sale in Best Buy for like twenty bucks, and I'm like, why not? So that means I got two cop. I got two copies of a lot of shit. So I'll probably give you a lot of stuff for Christmas. Uh, that um, fuck what was the one. I know I have it on here. Someone's fucking must buy. Uh, from software where is it it's their new fucking game that they announced i don't know it's that shadows die twice shit where the fuck is that it's because not sekiro because sekiro is the fucking sony thing samurai thing yeah i don't know um oh because i bought it from gamestop that's why it's on this fucking list Oh, I gotta re-add it on there. Son of a bitch. Because the collector's editions only have fucking GameStop. So I'm like, okay. Because I'm canceling that Best Buy order. That's that's trifling. But, uh... I hate that as a thing. Yeah, GameStop's been getting a lot of fucking mm. unique stuff some for some for some reason. I'm like, they're dying. Why are y'all giving them fucking, like, uh, exclusive things? They're dying as a company. They're literally taking gaming as a... As a taking a backseat to fucking uh trash like 
uh, FYE started doing instead of oh, just yeah, being no, like, there's, sh- they got more like retail space to to non game shit than anything else. Yeah, I walked in the GameStop that's local here, and half the store is full of fucking like Funko Pops, T-shirts, uh, trading cards, puzzles, all kinds of just fucking nickel and dimey shit. And oh like, yeah, no, it's it's all over the place. It's like you can't even walk through fuck? the store because they've set up that whole like impulse buy section next to the fucking checkout counter. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god. Like it took like I could have found fucking Pokemon toys faster than I found Vita games last time I was at a fucking GameStop. Like, it was ridiculous. Well, the problem with the Vita section, it's it's usually like on one of those like racks and it's two shelves maybe and yeah. it's and, hidden. Yeah, no, it's not good. No one buys that. Vita, the Vitanic has eventually sunk. I think they've uh, said they can't, re- nobody can release any more physical Vita games anymore. At the, it's either coming up soon or it's already passed. Hmm. Because the they just weren't, I guess... It was just a JRPG oh, yeah. factory. Like that's all. That's the only thing that, that ever came out for. Novels. Yeah, that and visual novels. Yeah, it was just that kind of stuff over and over and over again. So and nobody bought it. No, I mean because I think they, they'd they'd spread. Like I think the Vita's a solid little fucking system. Like I still oh, like yeah. to, I use it to remote play the PS4 quite frequently. As long as the game has good remote play controls, that's the only thing that pisses me off. Is you can't change the remote play control configuration. So like okay. so like if they use the touch screen on the front for something like an L2 and R2 my cuz I got a, a a grip right that gives me L2 and R2 buttons on the thing so it touches the back touch screen for like as triggers Oh okay So but if so if the game dev cuz the game devs who sets these remote play controls when they enable remote play if they set it to the front touch screen I'm fucked cuz then I got to use those and most times like the game the way a game works that does not work like cuz you're trying to do a thing over here you can't like especially if you got to hit R2 and triangle at the same time you can't do oh, that yeah. you can't it doesn't work so that's the that's the one thing. So I like everything I get that's got every time I'm remote like I want to remote play something. The first thing I have to check is load up the thing and be like, all right, what are the controls? And if they use the back touch screen instead of the front touch screen, I'm golden. I can play it. If it uses the okay. front touch screen, I'm out. Can't play it. It's not gonna work. I feel like that's a common sense thing though. Like you would think, hey, obscuring the fucking screen is probably a bad idea, and having somebody have to release their kind of grip on the controller yeah. to hit the yeah whatever. It's it's some because I think it's added like after the fact and a lot of people just aren't thinking about it like they just go with whatever's easiest okay. or something I don't know how it works but if they just made it so I could change it so if I could configure it which I don't see why they why they couldn't why PlayStation as part of the the remote play server function couldn't allow me to change my control scheme. That seems well, the best weird. part is they've done it for the PS4 where you can change the control screen scheme to whatever the fuck you want. Why isn't that just extended to the remote play shit? It's not. It's not at all. It doesn't make any sense. It's probably because they're like, fuck the Vita. Yeah, because I, I, th- I, think, I, think, uh, I think Sony wants it to die more than anybody else wants it to die. So, for whatever reason, because like I said, the games that were work remote playing work for me great because, you know, they Brittany and Carter can use the TV they can stream to the PS3 or anything else or a Roku or whatever, and I could have the I could just be sitting on my Vita, doing my thing, you know. All I, right. I mean, it's, it, if you're as long as you're on, you got a good router. 
I don't have any lag on the games that that work. Like I've I've played quite a bit of Kingdom Hearts on it that way. Okay. No problems. That is what it is. Um, but what else? You got anything else co- coming out that you're excited for, or is that about it? Um, Code Vein, which I got pushed back to who knows fuck when that's coming out. So, whatever, that'll be interesting. And then uh, I'm like, I'm preparing myself for uh, being disappointed with Anthem. Okay, that's the new Bioware game, right? Yeah, where it's uh, it's like Destiny, but not, I guess. It's supposed to be like <laughs> this living world thing, right? I, su- I suppose, where you get to like have mech suits and customize your own mech suits and all kinds of shit. And that's what sold me on it. Yeah. Like, uh, and the fact you can play the whole thing solo if you really feel like it or whatever. Uh, so I'm hesitantly kind of excited for that because it's fucking mechs. Mm-hmm. So I'll see how that goes. Um, Neo 2 I got reserved as well because I liked the first one. I really got to go back and finish playing it, but I figure more than likely I'll have considered going back to play it before this one comes out, and then I'll be prepped for that. I feel though like uh, knowing that a sequel's coming out and having had taken a couple steps into the first game will push me to actually finish the first one, so we'll see how that works. But I would say probably the thing I'm most excited about is the Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay, when when do they have a, they have a release date down on that yet? I want to say it's February. Okay. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I... It's either January or February. I know it's pretty soon, early into the year. Okay. That, and uh, there's also... Uh, was it Platinum Games? I think and uh, announced something called uh, Babylon's Fall. That the trailer for that was just like rant, obscure, like uh, fantasy looking shit. But they usually put out good stuff, so I'm kind of keeping an eye on that game. I'm not sure if there's any been been any new information released, but I'm kind of. I'm actually kind of hopeful for the uh, the new Assassin's Creed game, the one that takes place. Odyssey. In, uh, yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, I have that coming to me in the mail right now. Apparently, so. Ballin. I'll let you know how that is. Oh, have you played a? Uh, the other one, the Egypt one, Origins. I have not played Origins yet. No, I mean do you I have play, it. I do not have it. I played the. I played Black right, Flag you, a lot. You're getting it for uh, Christmas now. Cool. Yeah. I take all the. I'll take all the video games for Christmas, man. I say no. I don't say no. Nothing. All right. Not anymore. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, mm. What about you? You looking uh, looking forward to anything? No, I mean I'm kind of trying not to actually, because I am more excited about playing new games than I have been in a while. But at the same time, I'm trying not to get like bored all the hype trains because I don't don't have the funds to be aboard the hype train. Because when I I'm aboard you. the hype train, I will spend money I do not have. That is a known factor. Uh, so, um, I try and like, I've been trying to wait until stuff's like right at release or coming out and then people start talking about it and then it's like, all right, do I need to buy it or do I need to play it or whatever, um, has been more my style. So like, cause I'm super excited to play Spider-Man, gonna wait for it to hit a good used price before I do. Uh, same goes with, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the problem with RPGs though. Like most of those don't hit a good used price for a long time. So, uh. I think Dragon Quest XI will because it's it's a 
AAA title, and I think I saw copies of that everywhere. Mm. Um, so I look forward to playing that. Uh, but well, we could you could probably pick that up in like February or March or something to be pretty cheap at that time. Yeah, no, I mean, tax. I'm gonna pick up be picking up a lot of these titles I'm missing when I get my tax return check. Like that's gonna be like use Game City, bro. Like I'm just coming home with a stack like this, you know, like walking through the door. More games than I have time to play. But yes. that's that's how it goes. Just this is how my life is right now. Like resources come and go. There's feast and famine around this bitch, so I'm just playing it by the seat of my goddamn pants. Well, sometimes it's what you gotta do. Yeah, it's not it's not it's it's not the end of the world. It's just it's just uh it's like man, if if games were coming out like this when like before Brittany had gone to the hospital, before we had a kid and before we built the edition, oh boy, oh I would I just like I you I would you wouldn't see me as a human being ever like the poker okay. night wouldn't be a thing I'd just be just all like this all the time because it's just it's cool shit coming out now you know especially with a lot of these like the those Mega Man collections that came out you know we're getting a lot of this old stuff getting remastered and re-released on the PS4 yeah and, and but for the most part they're doing really good jobs with it like the Spyro remaster I want so so much to be good like I don't want it to be fucked up like the Crash one was because I was so excited for the Crash remaster and that was bullshit it was bullshit it makes me sad every time I look at it on my on my screen on my PS4 okay like I need the Spyro remaster to be good, okay? Because there's too many hours of my childhood playing Spyro. I need it. The only one I ever really played was the first one. Yeah, I the think first I one. had that's the, the that's second the one. one, but I don't know if it was a, like one of those uh, PS Jam things that it was a demo for. Okay. I don't remember actually playing it, so I don't know if I had any more than the first one, but the first one's fucking sweet. First one and the third one are the best ones. The second one's kind of... Was that the one where they introduced the the tiger dude or some shit like leopard dude i don't know there was some like some fucking dude that was jumping around all over the place i feel like i don't remember don't remember all right fair enough uh somebody i read this the other day that somebody said that the the era we're in right now with gaming is has reached the silver age what do you feel about that hmm when do they consider the golden age though i don't know i'd say i'd probably say golden age was like ps1 ps2 because a lot of people consider the 16-bit era the golden age. That's true as well. I don't know. I guess it really depends on your definition, but I think they said it more because of all the, like the re returning to the roots, I guess, kind of thing that's happening. Well, then I would say we're more in a gaming renaissance than a silver age. Like, I mean, uh, because we are we're revisiting a lot of this that 16-bit era, a lot of it. Um, so I would say. It's more of a renaissance period. Fair enough. That's that's sort of where I would be, and we're we're um, we're expanding. So there's not a lot so of uh, new or avant-garde uh, type things coming out. It's a lot of uh, like revisiting and attempt to like perfect this sort of classic gaming model. You know, um, so. We'll see. I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying like. There's. I mean, not everything. I don't think everything coming out now is going to stand the test of time. Like that's. We'll see on that. But. Uh, I guess you could say Silver Age, but I would say more Renaissance period. Fair enough. Like. Uh, 
like and and video game is subjective like because i mean we say because what we do here we, we review games but we review games and rate them and give them scores based on our taste and i think that's where a lot of people have like sort of a hang up when it comes to uh reviews in general they they don't take uh that part of it uh to heart like so when we give something a score that's that's our score based on our subjective experience of the video game. We're not saying uh, that it's it is this and this definitively score, this definitively yeah. this and objectively this. Like occasionally we'll say objectively, like something is objectively bad, but uh, we don't mean that in the truest content context most times. Um, there are exceptions though, like fucking Monster Seed. Yeah, Monster Seed is bad. Um, so I mean, and and I think a lot of people out there talking about video games shy away from saying reviews or giving things scores because they're too worried about like that being them trying to put some objective label on a thing it's like no this is just us quantifying our feelings on a thing and so even defining a golden age of gaming is difficult because i think the golden age of gaming for most people is going to be whatever was current in their like 10 through ages 10 through 16 whatever is whatever is current when you're 10 through 16 like for most people is going to feel like their golden age of gaming yeah because it's when you get to spend the most time you are the most um impacted by it like and i think if you're a fan of rpgs the rpgs you play in your like early to mid teenage years are the ones that have the most impactful stories to you uh, because that's a that's a point in your life when you're you're soaking up these sort of narratives, right? And you're more uh, in tune to these things. The angst is there, so like that's why that's why like the whole FF8 discussion. I think if you played FF8 when you were like 15 or 16, for some reason you fucking love FF8, and that's because you played it in that that angsty. Weird, you were squall. Yeah, you were squall, or you were whoever in that game. You know, it's like you, you, you. So, I, I hate. Uh, while I like the the whole giving things scores, like trying to define like a like a golden age of gaming is is kind of a weird thing to me, if you ask me, because it's gonna All be right. different. Because some people are gonna think that Nintendo's the golden age of gaming, or you know, there's some kid out there that thinks the Xbox 360 is the best gaming console ever to hit the face of the earth. You know, like it. They're entitled to their opinion, but they are objectively wrong. They they're woefully wrong. So I mean, it's <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, it's going to be different to everybody. So I mean, and I think, uh, but I mean, I never even think. I just think we lost a step for a while there, and and stuff was not interesting that was coming out like. That's one of the reasons we started reasoning old games and started this show, right? Because everything at the time was not interesting. Yeah. Like, but now, like, we're coming back around, I think. We're coming back around. We're going to hit a high point for a little while. So who's to say we're going to get solid releases for the next year? And then after that, it could be bullshit for another five. You know? You never know with gaming, right? Like, you just never know. Mm-hmm. So... I hope it's not that. I hope we see just balling, you know, game of the year after game of the year for the next, you know, five years. Like, more game of the years than there can ever be. That's what I want, but same go- uh, same thing goes with movies, you know? 
Well, yeah, because uh, last time I remember there being a real big hype about Game of the Year was like The Witcher 3. I don't remember the last two years. Any... What the fuck were the Game of the Year's last two years? It uh, wasn't, um, what's-its-face, the robot dinosaur game, Game of the Year? What the fuck is that, Ark? No, robot robot dinosaurs with uh, spear-hunting lady. Red oh, hair. fuck. Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I think that was the game of the year. Uh, no. Um, I mean, I guess it, so people liked it a lot, but definitely that's, no. Yeah. Did you play it? I played like an hour. Yeah, I beat it, but I, Nicole fucking loved it, but I'm like. Well, people are eating uh, that, that open world type thing up, right? Like. Like it's the it's the stuff that I had a problem with in my God of War review was like all right the game's fun but the shit that everybody's using to blow like what makes the game amazing out of proportion is like no everybody's doing that like it is the yeah. same thing everybody's doing why can't you see it's the exact same thing everybody's doing just with a different veneer on it um, but that's I mean that's just a state of open world sort of things these days and people eat it up and that's good for them it's just. Uh, I liked God of War for other reasons, just not the not the whole. You know, I've got X number of objectives in any given zone, and I got to check everything off a fucking checkbox. Like, yeah. that's, I don't need that. Some people, I'm, a lot of people, eat it up. They think it gives the game all this stuff to do, makes it expansive, and it's like ah, when you explore every inch of a screen trying to find this fucking raven to throw an axe at, it's not so much makes does not make that world feel bigger, it makes it feel much no. smaller. So, I'm hoping soon that we uh, come falling down from this open world fucking extravaganza and go back to anything else. I don't think we will. I think the spectacle of being able, because being, because I think there's a generation of gamers out there um, that do not understand like running into barriers, like because me and you grew up in a time where it's like we we see a a thing. Like, even when we can jump as a character, like, there's a doorway and it's got a little bit of rubble on it. Like, we should be able to, like, we understand that you can't jump over that. It's not where the level's taking us. we got to go over here. But there's yeah. a whole generation of gamers that thinks that's just the worst. Like, they're like, well, dude, this is just bullshit. I can't jump over this? What do you mean? Like, yeah. And that's why I don't think we'll ever, I mean, unless people, the people making linear um, things are more clever about hiding the rails i think uh younger gamers are always going to be like well, this is just one fancy hallway like you know what i'm saying like i don't think yeah that's what they look for and you know uh i think the games have to become when they want to guide you along a way for a narrative experience they have to be they have to get more clever about it um to sort of hide it. i think for example god of war i think did a good example of that because most God of War games, you always had these big battles, right? Throughout the whole game, that was like the premise of the first three games is you fight these big monsters, right? And these big okay. battles. This game used those big battles as the uh, the on-rails to get you from one end of the map to the next or to lock you into a place, right? Okay. Was by this big battle 
um, like a giant's now like laid over this whole thing. So now you're over here doing this thing and you can't really leave or go anywhere else because the giants here are this big, like it was very clever on how it, it, it sequestered you away to make you focus on a thing. You okay. understand what I'm saying? And I think more games yeah. will have to get better at that. And uh, I don't think games like um, Skyrim where you doesn't really matter. You just kind of, you know, bump walls around well, and just kind of go over wherever in whatever order. Well, I don't think that'll... I think they will become distinct, right? Where you have games like Skyrim where you don't really get bumped from major story point just major story point and you'll have more games that the narrative experience is more like that they have to be clever about guiding you on that that thing so it sounds like there's a key difference between like skyrim and god of war and that skyrim is true open world whereas god of war is pseudo because you have zones yes so i mean it is open world because i would say the map is is huge like it's a big map for sure um, but you also have different air, like worlds you travel to just in general as okay. well that separate some of that. Um, but I think that is where I think that's as close to a linear ex, linear experience as we will get in your AAA RPGs anymore, where there are walls and barriers, but they're way over there and you never need to go over there for anything. Yeah. Um, and there will be points where you are picked up, you know, artificially picked up and moved from one place to another and stuck there for the the duration of some sort of story event, and then you're allowed to leave for whatever reason. Gotcha. I think that is the extent of linear storytelling that we will see in AAA RPGs just moving forward. You, you'll probably still get a lot of hallway and room to room and JRPGs because of the the um, rapid nature in which they produce those sometimes mm-hmm. sort of uh, necessitates that sort of thing so uh, you know it is what it is okay and I do have to correct something I said so Sekiro is the From Software game mm-hmm. it's Ghosts of Nishijima or whatever the fuck that's the Sony Samurai okay. thing I was thinking got of it. It. got it I am I, I am excited to hear more about a new Elder Scrolls game. Like, that's going to be on PS5 and the yeah. Xbox 730. That's, that's, that's a, it's a long ways off, but, you know... Um, Are you interested in their Starbound game or whatever the fuck they call it? Starbound... Uh, it's, it's Star some shit. Starbound, because I think that's something else. Bethesda Starfield. Starfield? Starfield, yeah, because I guess it's the thing Todd Howard's been. This has been his like his baby for twenty fucking years. Man, I don't like. So, here's the thing, like with me and science fiction, like I don't have a problem with science fiction, right? Like, I, I always my science fiction to me though, is always better when it's it's fantasy coated with science fiction. Okay, like. I'm not the biggest science fiction guy. Like the most science fiction I like is 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 probably like I've read a few sci-fi novels, but it's mostly just like Star Wars, you know. Like that's my extent of sci-fi. Okay. And that that is just fantasy with a with a sci-fi skin on it. Like it's not even yeah. hard sci-fi. Like and the need of like the current gaming atmosphere to 
keep making all these sci-fi RPGs, they're just not for me. Like, I, they don't interest me. Like, applying uh, these RPG elements to something like science fiction, they don't meld in my mind because when you when you take like these leveling up characteristics, I can attribute that to some weird magic fantasy world, right? But when you're talking about investing like talent points and learning uh, weird magical stuff in this, I don't know, just something about applying it to like the whole science fiction thing. I'm not. It is. It's not. It's not for me. I got you. It's just not for me. Like if they made. Now, if they took the Dune universe and made a game in that, I'd be down. So I like Dune. But again, that's more sci- that's more fantasy than it is science fiction, in my opinion. It's the, I haven't read Dune and I haven't seen the film. It's uh it's pretty political as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's and it's and it's you have all these these um nations or planets and they're all very distinct and very uh they're all very basic humanoid like you don't have have a lot of like slug people or you know uh weird multi-limbed ginormous things they're all just people with funny faces and funny hair right and they all just have these over-the-top characteristics that make them separate and it's something it's like the whole theme gang thing you know you think about movies in the 80s there's always these theme gangs right like yeah like something about it's that trope you apply that trope to science fiction, I'm in. But when you go hard sci-fi, I back right out. I'm like, ah, uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, because because when you try and go hard sci-fi, that's when I start to pick it apart. When you try and make it like legitimate, you know what I'm saying? Like when you try yeah. and be realistic with science fiction, I back right the fuck out because I, that's when I start to pick it apart. Like I start to try and poke holes in it. But when you you present me with science fiction where I know I gotta check my brain at the door. I tend to be much better off. Makes sense. I don't know. It's just a me thing. I'm probably alone. Whatever. It's just. <clears throat> no, I'm sure that's a fixation of a lot of people. Well, I mean, it's just like it's just the thing. Like, you, you, for some reason, I think when you're like into like nerdy or geeky shit, you're expected to like science fiction and fantasy, right? Like, you can't just like one of them. But I've always been, I've been always been way more in the the fantasy camp over science fiction and I don't think there's anything against that I think science fiction can be cool it's just not I'm not into both yeah I like I'm I like fantasy and I like science and then I if you can do like an even 50-50 sci-fi fantasy thing that works great for me but when I say I like science I mean like tech so like Robotech uh, MechWarrior really fucking giant fucking robots and shit and then I love swords and sorcery, and but the only the, I think sci-fi property I've ever liked was Mass Effect. And I think the thing about that works for me with like robots and like mech suits is because they're so outlandish and almost entirely impractical. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, no, I check my brain at the door before I walk into yeah. that. Yeah. Because there is no need to have a robot that walks around that looks like a human and moves like a human. That is that is there's no need for that ever. So it's yeah. like you hit me with that okay i'm in or like you're we're fighting in giant robot suits that is there's no need for that ever so i'm in like it's it becomes immediately something where i don't have to you're not trying to convince me the reality of a thing i accept your reality Mm -hmm. you you, you know what i'm saying yeah 
It's like, same thing goes fantasy, though. Like, if you're giving me fantasy and you take too long in a book to show me the magic, then I'll check out, too. Like, because it's like, all right, you're trying to feed me this thing, build this world, but even in a low low fantasy setting, like, you got to give me something, right? Or else this isn't fantasy, or else you're just telling me some historical fiction at that point. Like, this is some Renaissance Fair bullshit. Like, that's not what I came for. Like, give me something. Show me the magic. Show me All the right. money. You know? Like, even if it's this is, a, this is a petrified dragon egg, like, dragons haven't been seen in a millennium. That's the only magic you're giving me is this petrified dragon egg. As long as you show it to me early, I'm in. You're hooked. I got I'm you. In. I'm in. But, like, if you, you're just like, nobody's seen dragons in a million years, and wizards are only things that children fear in their nightmares, and I get you know, 300 pages into a 600-page novel before, you know, and I still haven't seen anybody, you know, so much as cause a static shock or some huge beast rip somebody's arm off. I'm like, well, this is boring. What am I What am I even here for? What am I here for? One of my favorite book series uh, started off uh, with this dude, like, in these trenches, like, in a war zone, and, like, the in the middle of the night, these giant fucking wolves come over and start ripping uh, this guy apart right next to him. I'm in. And I'm like, fuck yes. I'm salt. And it's it's like heavy political and like intrigue and backstabbing and all that stuff. And there's like slight smatterings of magic and mystical beats. And shit but they got but you like, early with the giant yes. dangerous wolves is my point. Like they, mm-hmm. they set you up with your expectations early. Like they didn't drag it on is my point. Yeah. Like so, yeah, I would, so I'm right there with you. I'd be there, and and science fiction has this this weird way of doing that, trying to do that. At least hard sci-fi does. So they just try and like everything here is normal. We don't have to we don't have to explain to you that this is going to be crazy. This is just you should all expect this in the next five thousand years of normal, whatever. Like no, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. I'm not in for this. Okay. Like. Start me off with Indiana Jones on Mars raiding some weird ancient uh, alien pyramid. Then I'm in. You sold me. Well, like Space Lord? Yeah, there, there you go. That's a good example. That's how you sell somebody on a, on a fucking science fantasy book, or science fantasy, haha, <laughs> science fiction book, uh, is the first chapter is some dude raiding a temple on some abandoned planet. I'm in. I'm in. So... There you go. This got to be way longer than I thought it was going to be. So, oh, yeah. We uh, really got into this fucking rambling. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we talked everything from Kingdom Hearts to to Golden Age of Gaming and now science fiction and fantasy books, so... That's what we That's do. A, a successful episode. That's what we do. Um, so, I guess what you can do is, if you want to talk to us more, and you want to really be bothered by Nick's personal... Uh, personality that is you can go in and join the discord um there's a link in the show notes and on the website and all that kind of stuff that's where all the chatting in general takes place i mean i can't i can't pitch that enough you can also leave us a rating review on itunes you can subscribe and follow on twitch and youtube and all the things like click all the the good buttons there's a bunch of them just do it uh makes me happy gives me boners Um, if you click a bad button let us know why please yes no well, we all know why. It's because I'm ugly. 